48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kem. The headlines. Chief Executive defends the vaccine bubble scheme, saying it is in line with Hong Kong's current situation. The chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission says society needs to be careful not to discriminate against the non-vaccinated, but that the government's measures are reasonable. And Japan has approved a plan to release into the sea contaminated water from the stricken Fukushima nuclear plant. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has defended her vaccine bubble scheme, saying it reflected the local situation where the vaccination rate is just 8%. Mrs Lam announced the scheme yesterday. It uses restrictions on bars, restaurants and cross-border travel and allows care home visits. People who can show they have been vaccinated have more options. Mrs Lam was speaking at her weekly briefing. Since just protecting your own health and loving your family members are not strong enough incentive, then the government has to come up with stronger incentives, which are important not only for promoting vaccination, but also to allow Hong Kong to go back to normality in a gradual and orderly manner so that the business could continue to operate. Chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission, Ricky Chu, says society needs to be careful not to discriminate against people who haven't been vaccinated. He told RTHK that complaints were starting to come in about different treatment. He said provided the government's anti-epidemic measures were reasonable, they wouldn't break the law. If the measures are reasonable, then even though it can be construed as some kind of unequal treatment, but if it is reasonable for curing the pandemic, then it would not violate the law of discrimination. So thinking along the reasonableness line is very important. Patients' rights advocate says government should allow anyone with a negative COVID-19 test to have the same privileges as someone who has been vaccinated. Tim Pang from the Society for Community Organisations said some people's health conditions meant they weren't able to have a jab. He welcomed the announcement that people could also visit care homes if they had a negative test result, but said this was costly for some. If they need a certificate, they will have to pay $240 each time. So if they visit once in a week, it is almost $1,000 for a month, which will be not affordable to the grassroots family. So I think the government should provide free virus tests for those who cannot get the jabs and um, still uncle go to visit their family members in the elderly homes. The Secretary for Health, Fia Chan, has told our THK programme she doesn't want to see restaurants sacking unvaccinated staff. She said officials would discuss to see whether such workers could provide medical proof for not getting inoculated. Meanwhile, University of Hong Kong microbiologist Hopat Leung says some of the government's vaccine bubble ideas could be contentious. For example, allowing larger groups of vaccinated people to dine in a clear area of a restaurant wouldn't work in smaller establishments. He also said the government should continue offering COVID-19 test kits to the public to encourage those who feel unwell to get tested as soon as possible. A local environmentalist says rapid urban development, especially in the northern part of Hong Kong, has led to a decreasing number of black-faced spoonbills. The Hong Kong Birdwatching Society, along with over 200 birdwatchers from around Asia, found record numbers of the birds worldwide this year. But the number here has dropped by over 7%. Researcher with the society, Yu Yatong, led the finding. He says wetland is an important habitat for black-faced spoonbills. He called on the government to review the conservation plan and protect natural habitats. We cannot always say we have space and then we could develop. 
We also need to think if we have space, uh, we need to see how to protect it for the wetland behind. We need to see how to manage our wetland in a good way uh, to provide uh, more food, more good shelter for our birds as well. Officers at Kuntong Police Station have arrested a man after he allegedly hit a policeman with a hammer. The force alleges that the 45-year-old man entered the station's car park shortly after midnight and hit an officer on his hand. They said the suspect ignored verbal warnings to drop the hammer and pistols were drawn. He was eventually subdued after pepper spray was used. A second officer hurt his hand during the arrest. The suspect was arrested for wounding and possessing an offensive weapon. Japanese government has approved a plan to release into the sea huge amounts of contaminated water from the stricken Fukushima nuclear plant, which suffered a meltdown 10 years ago. The announcement was made by the Prime Minister, Yoshihide Suga. The Japanese government has compiled basic policies to release the processed water into the ocean after ensuring the safety levels of the water and taking measures to prevent reputational damage. Disposing of water that has been appropriately treated will be an inevitable task when we decommission the Fukushima nuclear power plant. China has called Japan's decision extremely irresponsible and South Korea is likely to be angered by it. The plan will also be strongly opposed by local communities and the fishing industry. Japan says the water will be treated so radiation levels are below those set for drinking water. In a suburb of the U.S. city of Minneapolis, riot police have fired tear gas and stun grenades as they confront crowds of protesters angered by the fatal shooting of a black man. The police chief said Dante Wright was killed in what he described as an accidental discharge when an officer pulled her gun on the suspect instead of her taser. The incident took place near to where a former police officer is on trial for the murder of a black man, George Floyd. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey said these killings should not keep happening. What appears to be a careless and tragic mistake in a profession where you just can't make careless and tragic mistakes has not only further eroded trust between law enforcement and the communities that they are charged with serving, but has been even more injurious to our communities of color in Minneapolis. The White House says Mexico has placed more security forces on its southern border as part of its efforts to stem the growing number of migrants from Central America crossing the country and reaching the U.S. The White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said other Central American governments were cooperating. There was a commitment to uh, increase border security, so Mexico made the decision to maintain 10,000 troops at its southern border, resulting in twice as many daily migrant interdictions. Guatemala surged 1,500 police and military personnel to its southern border with Honduras and agreed to set up 12 checkpoints along the migratory route. Honduras surged 7,000 police and military to disperse a large contingent of migrants. The head of the World Health Organization has warned complacency is prolonging the COVID-19 crisis as some countries begin to relax restrictions. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus said cases of the virus had risen for the last seven weeks in a row and young people were not taking the pandemic seriously enough. This disease is not flu. Young, healthy people have died and we still don't fully understand the long-term consequences of infection for those who survive. Many people who have suffered even mild disease report long-term symptoms including fatigue, weakness, brain fog, dizziness, tremors, insomnia, depression. 
Associates of Russia's opposition leader Alexei Navalny say he's lost 15 kilos since he began, since being sent to prison camp. He began a hunger strike at the end of last month and has, and his team says wardens are now threatening to force feed him. Mr Navalny had accused the authorities of depriving him of sleep and proper medical treatment for acute back pain and numbness of his legs. Vladimir Ashukov from the Anti-Corruption Foundation works alongside Alexei Navalny. He said his treatment amounted to torture. During the night, he's woken up every hour and a picture is taken by the warden, ostensibly to make sure that he's there. So this is a sleep deprivation technique. And uh, using medical care as enticement for cooperation of uh, inmates with authorities is also quite widespread. The British government says it's reached its target of offering a first coronavirus vaccination dose to all adults in the UK who are in the main priority groups, including those aged over 50 and the clinically vulnerable. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said a significant milestone had been passed. His BBC's Hugh Pym. The progress of the vaccination programme in the UK has been widely acclaimed and it always seemed likely that the target of all nine priority groups being offered a first jab by April the 15th would be met. A total of 32.2 million people have had a first dose. NHS England said that 19 out of 20 of those most at risk of the virus have been vaccinated. The pace has slowed this month because of supply issues with the Oxford AstraZeneca jab. Vaccination centres are concentrating on second doses. Prosecutors in Germany have launched investigations into former managers and staff of the country's banking regulator Barfin over the dramatic collapse of the payments processing company Wirecard. The firm went bust last year, as BBC's Theo Leggett explains. Wirecard was once a rapidly growing business, a flagship of Germany's financial technology sector. It collapsed last year when its auditor was unable to locate more than $2 billion in cash, which the company later admitted might not exist. In the wake of what's become one of Germany's biggest ever financial scandals, Baffin has attracted intense criticism and been accused of protecting a company it should have been investigating. Now, prosecutors in Frankfurt say they've launched investigations into Baffin itself, targeting unnamed managers and employees. Stocks and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,651. That's 198 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $72 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 109.74 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 18 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 67 cents. Sport now, and uh, we start with football in the English Premier League. West Bromwich Albion kept their slim hopes of survival with a 3-0 win over Southampton at the Hawthorns. Mateus Pereira, Matt Phillips and Callum Robinson got the goals for the baggies, who remain eight points from safety with seven games left to play. West Brom had what would have been an opening goal disallowed after the video assistant referee couldn't find a definitive camera angle to reverse an offside decision against Mbaye Dayan. The West Brom manager, Sam Allardyce, felt his side were let down by the technology. I think VAR has been um, a disaster for us today on the first goal because uh, you look at that, it's definitely a goal. And I can speak freely on this because it hasn't cost us and what, how costly it might have been um, if we hadn't scored the three goals we did tonight. Um, so it was a fantastic performance overcoming that disappointment, scoring so early to put Southampton on the back foot. But our performance first half was particularly outstanding, I thought. 
Callum Robinson, who got the third goal for West Brom, says he'll keep fighting to stay in the Premier League. It's the first time this season we've got two wins in a row um, and the, the boss stressed that to us that we needed to go back out um, tonight and get, get a win. Obviously the results, as you know, didn't really go our way at the weekend. Newcastle got a win, so we knew we had to, to get a win to keep, keep our hopes alive. Um, still far off, but we're, we're going to keep grinding to the end. Saints boss Ralph Hassenhutl was disappointed with his side's performance. The performance was absolutely deserved, this, this defeat today, because uh, we had maybe 20 or 30 good minutes in this game, and it's not enough for the Premier League. Everton's hopes of a top-four finish are fading following a goalless draw away to Brighton. Everton are now seven points behind fourth-placed West Ham and have a game in hand. Champions League football resumes tonight with Chelsea taking a 2 0 advantage into their home leg against Porto at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel was asked if the Champions League is their best chance of winning a trophy this season. We have FA Cup also, we are in semi-final. Once you are in second leg in a quarter-final in Champions League, you will not find uh, any team who does not have the goal to arrive in, in semi-final and from there in final. You will simply not find it. I am here to win titles, I am here to win games and as a result to win titles. This is what I demand of myself, so why should we now say anything different? In tonight's other Champions League match, holders Bayern Munich will try to overcome a 3-2 deficit when they visit Paris Saint-Germain. In the German Bundesliga, Bayer Leverkusen's hopes of a top-four finish took another blow as they were held to a goalless draw away at Hoffenheim. Sixth-place Bayer trailed fourth-place Eintracht Frankfurt by nine points. In Spain's La Liga, Sevilla twice came from behind to beat Celta Vigo 4-3. The Argentinian international Papu Gomez got the winner 15 minutes from time. Sevilla are fourth in the table, six points behind the leaders, Atletico Madrid. Next to cricket, South Africa levelled their four-match T20 series against Pakistan with a comfortable six-wicket win in the second match in Johannesburg. Details from the BBC's Paul Serres. South Africa beat Pakistan by six wickets in the second T20 international at the Wanderers in Johannesburg to level the four-match series at one all. Left-arm spinner George Lind and fast bowler Lizard Williams took three wickets each as Pakistan were restricted to 140 for nine in their 20 overs, with captain Babar Azam top-scoring for the tourists with a 50-ball 50. Aidan Markram led an aggressive South African reply, hitting 54 off 30 balls as the hosts romped to victory with six overs to spare. To end the news, the top stories once again. The chief executive defends the vaccine bubble scheme, saying it is in line with Hong Kong's current situation. And the chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission says society needs to be careful not to discriminate against the non-vaccinated. The news from RTHK. No matter how fit we are, it is important to get vaccinated to prevent COVID-19. All along, we have received different vaccines to prevent infections. Vaccines will help create antibodies and memory in our immune system. When we come into contact with viruses in future, our immune system will quickly resist them. It is the simplest and most effective method to protect ourselves and others. Let's get vaccinated. 
To help businesses in need of cash, the special 100% guarantee product under the SME Financing Guarantee Scheme has been extended till year end. With the loan ceiling raised to 18 months of wages and rents, up to $6 million with 18 months of principal moratorium, 80 and 90% guarantees are provided for larger loans. For details, contact lenders of the scheme or visit hkmc.com.hk slash sfgs. you 